Hello everyone and welcome to the to-do list. So now that everybody's been sequestered in their houses slash apartments, oh, you're going a little bit stir-crazy after a couple weeks, I know. And so the houses are clean, everything's organized. So what do you do? You start going through your to-do list and I think what's high on the to-do list is binge watching TV shows, yes. So Noah and I compiled three favorites plus an alternate of shows that we are interested in possibly re-watching or have enjoyed watching in the past. So we hope that you enjoy them. Maybe they give you inspiration. Maybe you'll find a new favorite with our list. So here we go. Hi, I'm Noah. Hi, I'm Camberly. And, and this, this is, is the, the To-Do to-do list. list. Hey everyone. So we are here today doing a list about... TV shows, correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, because we're it's our to do list right now. We we've we're not we're shelter in place. Is that what we're called right now? Um, that's a nice way of putting it. I think that's what they. I think that's yes. actually I mean, the official that's basically term. What it is. The official there's, term. There's a curfew at 8 p.m. So people have a lot of free time on. There's there still people now. outside though. I heard somebody on a car earlier today. Well, like I know. after 8 p.m. It's not being enforced, but let's not talk about that. But and, yeah, but, but everybody, mostly everyone around the world, is um, all joining together in being solidarity to take care of everyone. Exactly. Stay inside. That's and what we're doing. Because of that, people are really trying to find things to keep themselves motivated and busy because it's hard to always have a fun time when you're stuck in. Doors. Well, and we wanted to talk about this one, I feel, because there's many things to do, but this this to-do list, the things to do, these are a series that I think have, have like, it's something we're currently, like, binge-watching, or we want to binge-watch, or we have been watching, we yeah. recommend highly. We wanted to bring this up because we feel that because there's such an extended amount of time um, spent indoors or with limitations, that people have been like, okay, I'm done with that, I'm done with that, I'm done with that, I want something new, I want something exciting, I want to be exposed to something. And the reason why this kind of came to me a little bit is because there was a uh, a friend of mine that I'd worked with in the past who recently posted on Facebook that he just started watching um, The X-Files. And it, I know, I know. I've never... The and that blows my mind a I've little bit. I've never seen one so, episode of the ex- I know the theme song, but I don't doo, know. Doo, doo, doo. David Duchovny is weeping right now. Well, is he weeping? Is he? Jillian Anderson, I don't know that she's weeping. I, I don't know who's weeping, the fact you haven't seen it. Now, given, I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm the target audience or not, really. The reason why is because, am I a nerd? On a scale of 1 to 10, how nerdy am I? Um, when it comes to math, 10, but beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> like with space and aliens <laughs> no, and supernatural. No, you're not really into that. On a scale of 1 to 10, how, sci-fi. how nerdy are you on the sci-fi scale? 1 to 10. I, I Actually, it's not my favorite genre, but to be honest with you, yeah, I mean, I would put myself at a 5. I definitely know. Like, I love... Fantasy and... Oh, I love fantasy stuff, like Lord of the Rings and... Um, Pan's Labyrinth was a good movie. We're, we're, but we're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting into movies. No, we are focusing on binge-watching because we want multiple things that can make multiple hours. And I think the reason why I brought up the nerdiness is because at one point somebody told me that I, I appear or I look like or I seem like I'd make a great Trekkie. And I'm like, thanks. Like, to me, I, I don't I, I don't have a really an emotion one way or the other about that. I'm just like, in my mind, I'm thinking... So, what is it about me exactly that is presenting this, and why are you you jumping to the trekkiness of it? So, I'm going to go off that and act like I'm a hardcore trekkie, which I'm not, but let's just say I am. 
uh, I'll embrace it. I just don't feel right claiming that because I don't think I've worked hard enough to earn that title. But, so the X-Files, some people might have thought I would have seen it. No, I hadn't until one of my friends made me watch it. And once I watched it, I, I watched a number of episodes from it and it was very interesting. So when this friend of mine um, posted that he just started binge-watching the X-Files, I was like, wait, you never saw the X-Files? Like, I'm not saying I've watched every last episode, but usually when I watch an episode, there is something that ropes me in. So that's that's where we. I know. Can't, yeah, I don't. I've never seen it. I guess for me, I think why this topic is kind of timely though is because everybody's inside, so now everybody can watch things. <laughs> like I think people binge anyway, but thanks to modern technology with Netflix and the, stuff, the, it, the options are there. And the binging is taking a severe it's uptick. Real. It's it's an uptick. Yes, <laughs> it yes. Is real. Not so. We're basically saying that yes, this time it's very timely. But in general, these are recommendations that you can do even probably not right after we get back to yeah, a semblance of normalcy. After that. But there will be whether the weather's bad or you're just looking for some, to be exposed or to some somebody who loves watching TV. I'm actually one of the people who don't. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I know that some people do. But I'm just never really big into it. So but that's me, but there's certain things that I did watch that I really enjoyed that some people may as well. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm going to let you start this time about things oh, that you you want so to share you that have you would me go first. I know. Okay. Ladies first today. Work it. Own it. Yes. I can do that. So the first one that I think that I am going to pick is The Americans. Mm. Yes. Now you never saw this. Um I know it's I think this was popular actually with a lot of people. People either really loved it or they hadn't heard of it because it was on FX, so it wasn't on one of the main channels. Um, I think it was only five seasons, and this is what I liked about it is sometimes there's certain shows which I hate to bring up, but I will, like The Walking Dead, that don't know when to stop. Oh, you can bring that up. Is there another one you want to talk about Lost, or you don't want to talk about Lost? Oh, well, that one was just oof. But the problem is with certain series, and I'm just talking about The Walking Dead, and if you enjoy it, apologies. It was my favorite show for a long time. A long time. it really lost its way. She loved it so much. There was a point she would offer me a Starbucks for every episode I watched with her. Not every episode. I only offered you two to start watching it. But that was it. But for me, it was it, it started out really good. It is not on my list because, unfortunately, I feel like the quality has really gone down. Certain shows don't know when to stop. And the nice thing with the Americans was it knew you get five seasons, that's it, that's all you're getting, guys. And so it knew how to wrap itself up really well. So what it has to do with is basically it's set in the 80s and it has to do with Russian spies who, of course, are trained in Russia to come to the U.S. to be American and they live here to find out things and... um, cause some problems sometimes for society for the greater good of the Soviet Union at that time and it's not just you're like oh great it's 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 that again it's not there's more to it because it actually breaks down the lives of these people because I think they've been there for 20 years so they basically have kids who are American they're Russian acting as Americans and of course that's going to affect them you know yes you're Russian but on the other hand you're starting to learn the American ways, and to a degree, I'm not going to get too much into it, because I don't want to spoil things, like the husband kind of 
respects in the American culture a little bit more than the wife, and so it can cause problems in the relationship. But it also shows how they're trained in the Soviet Union to um, become American and what it takes. And it's kind of brutal what they are willing to do for the greater good of the USSR at the time. And I feel like it was very intelligent. Um, There is some violence to it because... They got to do some things that uh, most of us wouldn't want to do to preserve certain things. And it's just interesting seeing how they go into society and how they get around to it. It was just such an intelligent series. Not going to tell the ending, but usually with series, when the series come to an end, it's just you look at the ending and you're like, what? No. And this was not a disappointment. It actually was... um, it was actually quite good. So, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but... No spoiler. No spoilers yeah, here. No, no spoilers here. We don't do that. So, have you heard of it? Did you? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I, I had seen commercials for it. You... I thought you had res- gotten into this a little bit off of a recommendation of, friend, of a friend. I... No, it wasn't of a friend. It was actually because... I, okay, I'm going to admit this. I shouldn't admit it. You should. Sometimes at work when I do some things... Oh, maybe I, you know. You maybe shouldn't admit this now. in the background have some TV running. And yes. So... It was background noise. It was background noise. So, you know. So, yes. I kind of... Um, binge watched it sometimes there and there were certain scenes because it can be very sexual that I maybe shouldn't have done that. Which was and make the screen really small. That was NSFW, right? Not safe for work. Yes. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> so don't do that. I, I find not. it interesting that when the Americans was background noise, you had said, Oh, it was background noise, but you sure knew a lot about what was going on on the screen, even though you were just listening. Right, oh, but the problem is and another reason why you cannot watch it at work is because a lot of it is in Russian so they're going to put subtitles on the screen so if you really want to get the story you have to make sure that you're watching that screen it's it's just it's it's really good there's a little bit of a slump I think in season like three or four but then it gets back so don't don't drop it it's it's really good I enjoyed it I almost want to watch it again and I don't tend to do that got it well it's interesting you should mention shows that like their arc. I mean, I, I'm a little bit different than Kimberly in that I don't need, a, I don't need to hold a. I'm not saying she's holding the Americans on a pedestal, but I am no. saying I, I, I can forgive bad episodes. I can write one off. Like back in the '80s when they had the Golden Girls, they would have those episodes where they'd remember those uh, remember when episodes where they'd always like have these snippets yeah, from other shows. Yeah, you still watch it like nine times. I would, yes, but that's not my one. <laughs> I mean, but, it's not, but I just want to say he's addicted to the Golden Girls. I have watched. not watched it. I have not watched it honestly in like maybe two, three months. Okay, but how many times have you seen every single, even the oh, special I don't even episodes, know. how many times? I don't he even watches know. them. It's like in two different channels and he I will, watches yeah. them. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and he's watching I don't think I've watched girls. them in this new year because I've, I've actually been, what I've been actually on my to-do list this year, it's been to expand my repertoire. It's oh, been a little no. bit of do you live in nostalgia or do you broaden your horizons? Are you open to the possibility that some things may be better? Do uh, the quote that comes to mind is we will never grow if we never go beyond. There you go. So I'm trying to go beyond a bit and I no, I really don't know. I, I'm trying to remember. You can call me out if you've seen me since January 1st. Have you seen me do the golden girls? I don't sit there and, and, and track you. So I mean, 
I have favorite episodes of the Golden Girls, but I also have episodes where I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this one. Meaning, yeah. for now, I mean, there, there are times, and I will say that about nostalgia, there is something where it, it's, especially in these times, yeah. where it's, it's, it's soothing and it's calming, sure. which, one of them, yeah, I, I almost got addicted to a new one because... I know my sister likes that a certain series I was almost putting on mine. Anyway, yeah. so the to-do list. I've been brought in my horizons. And my number one is, that's why I bring up the arc okay. thing. Yeah. I don't need every episode to be perfect, but what I respect well, about this... Yeah, I don't either, but it, it, it slumped a little in one of the seasons. Well, I'm curious to see your other ones, see if okay. The Walking Dead is on there. Because honestly, I, I've obviously now watched no, some episodes. Spoiler, it's not. It's not. Oh, okay. Because there have been some rock solid episodes, and there's some episodes. good acting in that there series. There is, and there is, but there's just I feel like in the it's last depressing few years though. the quality has dropped, and I'm not as interested. In fact, I have this whole season practically on my DVR, and so yes. We're, hence, we reference we had talked about the review of a video game Days Gone, and they said this is um, an, an example of them wanting to be The Walking Dead of 2012, but in actuality, they're The Walking Dead of 2019, which is clearly a different yes, standard of excellence. But it back is. to me. My number one. My number one is... Can I say this? I'm just going to say it. That's the title. Well, I'm not going to say these are number one. They're not ranked. By they're not ranked, okay, no. Good, but this good. is this is the one that popped in my head first. Oh. Pop. Ironic. Because this is on the Pop Network. It's Shit's Creek. So I guess uh. I'm going to say Shit Creek on this podcast. Because... Um, Basically, I got wooed in, but part of it was because of I had seen Waiting, <laughs> Waiting for Guffman, yes, well, which yes. one of the best, I mean, if you've seen that movie, we're, I'm, we're ta- we talked about three movies already in this, yes. but my point is, Waiting for Guffman, there's a part, if you've done any theater, where they break into the song saying, nothing ever happens on Mars, yeah. which is a great song, and our, I think my favorite part, but I don't know about Camberley, is when they have this part where the aliens land in Waiting for Guffman, and you can see the alien, like, not yeah. obstructed by the set at all. So you see the actor totally walking behind it, and then he bumps his head when he yeah. tries to go through. So totally, and that took me back to Camberley's theater days, where she was in a show with a Humpty Dumpty, and they used to assault Humpty. So basically, anytime you have any actor on stage in a costume, there's going to be a problem yes. for that actor. Yes, for the actor, everybody else is fine. Everyone else is having a great Just time. Don't, either, don't take that role. <laughs> so. Don't ever. That's that's on my, my not the not to do list. Don't ever take a role in a costume because it will end badly for you physically. Is that is that safe to say? I could be. Yeah. It could be. It was You're for him. Your I thought you guys used to kick him. No, we okay. never physically assaulted. Anyway, no. b- bottom line is waiting for Guffman. The, I know their cast, and um, part of it is I'm a sucker for Catherine O'Hara. I love her. She's like a national treasure. She, in Beetlejuice, I loved her. I loved her in Home Alone. Um, I loved her waiting for Guffman. I just think she... What I like about her is, as a female, I feel sometimes, as a comedian, you're judged by a different standard to a degree. Mm -hmm. But I also feel it's hard because I think it's a delicate balance because in many ways, women are expected to be pretty, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But yet, you want to be funny and you're not... But and so Catherine O'Hara, I think, balances it nicely, and so she can woo me into anything. So I, I don't remember if I saw a commercial for it. I, I don't even think I saw episode one when I was first doing in. But now they are on their last season. So what I, when you talk about knowing when to end your yeah. arc, I respect Shicks Creek for knowing and say, "Hey, we're not going to overdo it." Right. Um, I mean, the writing. I mean, once I got. But what is it? Basically, basically, it's not like the uh, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hillbillies, Beverly Hillbillies. Those were the ones that went from uh, rags to riches. Oh, yeah. This is a story of riches to rags. 
Oh, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I yeah, you, it's in episode one, so that basically explains the story. But basically, they, they've fallen from grace. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting. But what I like more about it is not a simple comedy. There are moments that are very um, heartwarming. There are some... It's kind of what I would say is a feel-everything show. It's not just laugh, ha, 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 that's so funny. But it's also deep at times. There are some very tender moments I think are very cool. One of the... um, Alexis is the name of the character. She kind of plays, um, in the beginning at least, a very shallow character. And I... uh, Part of it is I love the shallowness of it. Because it's... It's fun and it's a it's a um, it's a release to be able to laugh at oneself and laugh at um, caricatures. But what she has done with that role is made it more than a caricature. Mm-hmm. Same with Moira is the character that Catherine O'Hara plays. Uh, she has done she's made it a, a, a comic role, but she's made it fully fledged. And the mm-hmm. writing and that's what has kept me in is the writing. The acting is very good as well. It's just the writing is so witty. One of the lines that sticks with me is they were talking about. Catherine O'Hara's role, she played, uh, she plays Moira, and Moira is an ex-soap opera actress, and at one point they were talking about her days past when she was on soap operas, or she was on, um, she did some stage work, and when she was in stage, they were talking about revisiting, or doing a revival of a musical she was once in, mm-hmm. and she was telling her ch- uh, son, uh, which, she was saying, oh, I was so fabulous in that role, and he was reminding her of the actual truth, because sometimes Moira has delusions of grandeur, and he basically, she says, oh, it was a wonderful number. It was great. It was a great dance number. He said, mother, you called line during a dance break. Which is like... I've known people who've done stuff. You can't do that. <laughs> no, but I've worked. So not only is it funny, but I also think that they have real people. And I, I was talking with someone about this show, and we had... Alexis is somebody at the beginning... I can't say I like. So I respect what they've done with the role, writing-wise. I respect mm-hmm. what the actress has done with the role. Because some of the behavior she does is not likable. But then, uh, some of the comedic things are well done as well by the individual actors. It's just, I, I laugh, but I also care about them. And so, for me, it's a good show. Um, I'm a little bit behind on it. I'm not up to date. But yeah, it's definitely on my to-do list. Very good. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I, I know a few people watch it. For some reason, I don't know. I just never... It's not a. It's not a guffaw, guffaw. It's not physical comedy. Uh It's not a like fart joke kind of comedy. Yeah. It's. There are. It it is a not a thinking man's humor, but it's like waiting for Guffman, best in show, like that kind of style and that. It it, it's the wit. It's the wit. Okay, fair enough. Maybe sometime I'll give it a shot. I've never seen an episode of it, but I know people really speak highly of it. You need to have more than one, though. I would say I was not roped in by the first episode. The first episode had me interested. It wanted me more. Um, but I, And I think what's kept me in, there was one time, one of the lines that stuck with me was they were talking about how hard it is being poor again. Uh, poor now. that They become poor. They're talking about how it's beneath them and it's just hard to go from riches to rags. Yeah. And they had said how ugly the hotel they're at because they're staying in like this motel sorry motel they're in and so ugly and at one point the character says no the life you live is the life you accept for yourself so basically she was saying I will not settle for being and she was being a bit of a diva saying I will not settle for this but regardless I thought that was valuable so for myself saying yeah you live the life you accept for yourself so something about your life is not right fix it. So to me, not only can I laugh in an episode, but I can also be introspective in an episode. So that's why I, I like it so much. I think it's a, a full, well-rounded, fully fleshed comedy. Okay, fair enough. So talking about that, where you mentioned that 
certain shows grab you from the beginning. You know, with my first choice, which was The Americans, it's kind of a slow burn. It is interesting, but it's a little bit intellectual and a slow burn. Um, so the next one that I'm going for actually roped me in from the first episode and just it was quite the ride. I don't even know if you've heard of this one. Um, I don't know what network it was on originally, but it was actually Canadian. That's what it was. And somebody gave it to me and said, oh, watch this. It was a recommendation. And it is a little bit more sci-fi. It's interesting because we were talking about that. I'm not mm. a sci-fi nerd, but... Um, so it's called Orphan Black. Have you heard of it? Not ever. I don't think you've oh, even told me about it. So no. Okay. So I'm very surprised to hear this. Oh, Orphan Black. Yeah. So this is something that was actually created, I think, BBC um, Canada, is if that's even something. I don't know. So how do you watch... Like, since you don't it's know whatever... It's Prime. Um, Amazon Prime. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Yep. So if I'm if I'm looking for it, i got to know where to find it. Is there any other place we can find I'm it? I'm sure you, you could. I don't okay. know if it's Netflix or Hulu, but I do know if you have Amazon Prime, um, like I do, it is free. Originally, it was only four... The first four seasons were free. The fifth one you'd pay for. It is now all free at this time. Um, because it was kind of frustrating because I got through... It has five seasons in total. Again, I like that it wraps it up in a nice package and it's done... Originally, when I tried watching it, it only went up to season four. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I was like, I can't. I'm not paying for season five. So with this one, it basically has to do with clones. I know. I know. But it was done in such a way. Because when I when it was, when somebody mentioned it to me, I was like, this doesn't, no, I, I, want, I don't care about clones. Clones can suck it. But the reality is... I'm glad but I got But do into they it. suck it? I don't know, but I'm glad. Have you finished the series? I have, yes. So it's completely done. How many seasons were there? Five. Okay. Yeah. So did a clone ever suck it? Uh, they possibly could have because there are sex scenes in it. So yeah, you know. So it's also NSFW. <laughs> uh, yes, that it is true. Again, so it's apparently in this one I'm into. But um, <laughs> so here's the thing what it basically is to rope you into it is that there's a woman in the beginning she is British and she is uh, living in America and she's on a train track or like you know trains are coming in a depot and she's running away from something because she's a little bit she's lived a criminal life she sees a woman on the platform who drops her purse her shoes looks depressed um, it looks exactly like her exactly like her and she's like who is this person why does she look like me the woman jumps in front of a train and kills herself so this girl who's living a criminal life and running away from something takes her purse takes her shoes and runs off and basically she goes i look just like this woman she goes through her personal stuff sees that she looks exactly like her and decides to take her life she has her house keys the address she goes in turns out the woman is married so she has to act like she's this whole other person and um, take on this person's life. I'm not going to give spoilers away, but this is kind of important to it. So she finds out she has a job and she was let go from it. That's hard. Having jobs are hard. Well, no, no. Being she let was go let is go too. from it. I know. She's a criminal. Her person who looked like her was a cop. Oh. So now she, they're bringing her back into the department because she had shot somebody. And she has to go on trial, but she's stolen this person's life to take their money because she has a daughter. And so she's trying to get her daughter back from the woman who, you know, her mother. So she's on trial. She got well, a husband. she's not on trial. She's, but she has to, like, give... Justify herself. Yes, to internal affairs or is she actually in a court? 
of law. Not a court of law to the... Internal affairs. Internal affairs. And the thing is, she has been on leave for a little bit. And of course... And she has a husband and a daughter. Well, no, her, her this husband is the other woman's. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and so Ooh. I know it's confusing, but she has a daughter elsewhere, but she needs money to prove that she's responsible to her mother to get her daughter back in her life. I need a map. Yeah, <laughs> so she takes this woman's life over and has to fake out her husband, her now husband, and her job to get this money. But the thing is, is that she's like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm a cop. When she's a, a criminal, basically. Yeah, and she has, like, her brother who's very feminine. He's a, he, gay and outrageous. He's the, the comedy relief of it. It's 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 very funny. What's interesting about it... So is that up as a comedy or it's, it's like, a not, dramedy? It's a, dra- it's a drama, but there's funny aspects to it. Okay. So then later on, and this doesn't ruin it, she finds out she's basically a clone. There's several clones that all, obviously, is a clone, look like her. And they all have different personalities. So, um, uh, like, one of them's really intelligent. She's a scientist and kind of a hippie chick. You know, smoking the doob all the time. Who's this actress? Who plays all these clones? Tatiana, I don't remember fully. Um, let me just say, she's part of the reason why this thing is so good, is she is one of the most talented actresses, and she won awards on it. It starts with the M. Tatiana Mott. Uh, I'll get it for you. That I will get that so up for you right then now. then she plays... There's another character where she plays um, a Russian character who's a psychopath who goes around. She's basically been trained to kill people. And so they all start running into each other, and they some of them know they're cl- The main character doesn't realize she's a clone. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Tatiana... What is it? It says Maslani. Maslani. Oh my gosh, she's she plays Sarah Manning. So yes. it's M A S L A N Y. Good, and she won an award for it, and she should have. She was so good because she learned all these different accents. Like one character was German, one was Russian. Um, she she's Canadian, but then she's doing the British accent, was which was damn spot on. It it was just amazing because when you got further into the series, they she played like six, seven different clones. All of them were so distinct that at times you forgot it was the same person playing it. Mm. I was like... That's to her credit as an actress. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so good. I don't know how she memorized all these lines, the different characters, the emotions. It was so good. Um, Some people said that like season three, it's always that season three where it went a little bit down, but hang on to it because it really is intelligent. It's really emotional um, in a lot of ways. Uh, Really thought-provoking. And in some ways it is hysterical. So... One episode you'll be upset, and the next one you're laughing your ass off. It's just really intelligent, really interesting. I could watch it again. I really recommend Before it. Before I told you about Shit's Creek, was that your number two? Did I shape your influence your decision? No, in any way? no, okay. no, 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 no. It's interesting I that both. had that one. No, I love it. That's cool. It. It's just very interesting that both of us said our picks, the last two picks, like Shit's Creek and uh-huh. yours was Orphan Black. You had said how they were both like well-rounded they both have dramatic aspects and comedic aspects yeah, so that's no, very interesting that, yeah, it, it, it really is interesting so look at the synopsis to make sure you want to see it don't get the spoilers because it's really hard to describe but here. it's also nsfw yeah yeah then again why are we doing anything at w <laughs> well, I know I do it in the background with certain of course, things. Yes. If I'm doing monotonous work, yeah, then I'm gonna of have course. it in the background. So yeah, that is my number two. So my number black. two is a bit nostalgic mm-hmm. because as we talked about, there's something to be said for nostalgia. And I I watch it I've pulled it up on YouTube, but you can also pull it up on the Travel Channel on their actual website. It's 
passport to Europe with Samantha Brown. I'm ah. sorry. I love you, Samantha Brown. I love you so much. You're married, I know, but that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I respect your marriage. Um, but I'm saying I love you because I love your personality. You brought so much charm, and I felt you were fun. But not only that, in these times when I can't travel, yeah. it really is nice. And and yeah, it's it's dated. It's it's. I think they were. Uh, 2006, I want to say, but I could be wrong. Oh, wow. Maybe it's two. Okay. It's been a while. Maybe it was 2010. Point is, I, I'd have to actually look at the dating. But it's, we've been to France since yes. I've watched, and then I, since we've been to France, I rewatched Samantha Brown's Passport to Paris. And yeah, it's obvious she was there at a different time. You, you can tell. You can tell it's a little bit different. Really? But uh, I can. At least I feel okay. I can. Okay. Maybe it's a production value. Maybe uh, I don't. I don't know what it is. But part and because I've seen her also like. Beyond, she's done series since then. I like the other okay. series as well. I like Samantha Brown. I'll watch anything she got. But yeah, Europe, she's charming because she's very positive and charming. Yeah, she is. And and there was I I've watched like I think everything she's ever done. But well, except for the is it's one of those shopping networks. I don't know which one is. Oh, she's on one of those shopping networks. Selling she's selling luggage. something. I I don't no. watch that. No. Uh, that's where I draw the line. I don't. I mean, I love her, but I'm I'm not buying that. And no. I, I just I, I I it doesn't entertain me. Mm-hmm. So she needs Europe. She needs or she needs a foreign because she had traveled to other countries that were non-European. She needs something else in her background beyond HSN or home. Uh, not HSN. What's the other one? Hey, Mama needs me coin. Oh, I see. What's the other shopping network besides HSN? Uh, Home Shopping Club and um, I don't know. Oh, a QVC. Yeah, Q. Yeah. So yeah, so she needs something. But regardless of that, I watch her for nostalgic reasons. I love her personality. It's in all the times watching her, I've only seen her say like, "Oh, I think it was Peru." Actually, oh, it was the guinea pig. I think it was. Oof. Oh, they, she. By eats- the way, you may not know this. They they don't see guinea pigs as pets like we do here in the U.S. They see them as a food staple, and sometimes people don't understand this, but, you know, sometimes if, if there's rough times in a country's history, they have to eat, and so it became something that is normal in the Peruvian culture to eat what, guinea pigs, and so... We're not there yet. No, we are not. No, and, we're and, not. And it's not... I wouldn't do it if I was there, but I don't judge people who do. It, it, it if we went to Peru, because Peru actually is on our to-do yes, list. If we went there, would you eat guinea no. pigs? Would you judge me if I did? No, it's just I remember when I was a kid in oh, no. school. Oh no! Oh no! It's no. gonna get bad. No, 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 okay, no, no. Okay. We had okay. guinea pigs in the classroom. You know, classrooms they like to keep animals, and we had guinea pigs. And I remember on certain school lunch days they would have like carrot sticks and celery, and all the oh, kids would dump yeah. it in the cage of the guinea, guinea pig. pigs. Would probably go crazy. They did, but then they had like all these like vegetables on top of them. They were like, Arr. oh, I thought and they went crazy corner. eating them. They oh. did, but then there's too many. There's like a hundred sticks, so the teachers would have to yell. At of course and, they and go, don't put all these in here. You're going to kill the guinea pigs. So yeah, I wouldn't hurt them. They're very cute, fluffy, dumb as hell, but so cute. So back to Samantha Brown. <laughs> um, she decided to eat guinea pig in Peru, I'm pretty sure it was. And that's the only time I'd ever heard her not be like, oh, that's good. Or, oh, I like that. Yeah. Or, so uh, like, I love her positivity. I love that she was very, in. Uh, embra- she embraced a lot of culture. But yet in her summation at the end of the episodes, she basically gave, you know, overall view, the good and the bad and just things to remember. Um, it's nostalgic, yes. Do I binge watch it yet? And I think right now why I'm drawn to it lately is because I don't have the opportunity to travel as much as I can. So it kind of gives me a window mm-hmm. into another place, um, if that makes sense. So for me, it's it's nostalgic because it, it's old, but it's also like, oh, I can look forward to this or I can kind of escape a little bit. So yeah, mine is Samantha Brown Passport to Europe. Wow, I never would have saw that. And she's fun. I, I never, wow. 
Although we had talked at one point that when Samantha Brown retires, we had said Camberley should get her job. We wanted to know how that happened. I, I think I read something about how she got that job. I don't remember. Yeah. I, well, you don't remember me talking about how you should have that job? Well, I would love that job. We also talked to you about having Alex Trebek's job, but we don't think that's going to happen either. Um, I, I'm not as smart as Alex Trebek. I am no. a smart woman, but like, I just... Uh, no. And they're going to give it to somebody who's won a lot of money on there, and I haven't even applied. But And <laughs> so, Samantha Brown does a good job, but maybe that'll be a project. That's all right. I got this. Okay. I have my own show. <laughs> On that, what you got? What's your number three? So, are we are we gonna do honorable mentions quickly? We can. I only have one. Okay. It depends on what your three is, because I I, I have know, I have an concerned. alternate because I think Kimberly and I may duplicate, so I came prepared. I'm curious if it, okay. Actually, no, this one is not. So my alternate that didn't quite make the list because I had to put it to three is I like something that a lot of people don't and you've never seen is Korean dramas. I adore Korean dramas, um, and I mentioned this in another show, so I'm not going to go into the history of it. You can watch these online if you have Netflix. They have them on Netflix. I don't think they have them on Hulu, but you can see them with your subscription. They have a bunch of Korean dramas. You can also see them online. Um, just put in the name of the Korean drama and then in English. Be careful because there's some shady ones out there um yes there are some where you don't want um viruses so oh that's what you meant it's reputable i thought you meant a different shade oh no no they're never shady here's the thing they're very wholesome for the most part so this one is called 49 days and it was between i actually have two korean dramas on this list so that may change it for you but i really it was hard picking between the two but I will rank 49 Days as my alternate. It is so good. I'll make it quick because we don't want to go too long. But <laughs> it basically has to do with a girl who, who dies. And unexpectedly, it was not her time. And so basically, this, this angel says you get 49 days. And if you can get three people to cry for you, oh. basically, you can come back to life. And so it's basically a test to see how good of a life you lived. And so she's like, easy, you know, people are crying at my funeral. This is going to be easy. And as the guy puts it, her angel basically says, just because somebody's crying doesn't mean it's for the reason you think it is. It could be as a show. Does it matter though? She just needs to get three people No, to it cry. has to be because they love you. Oh, yeah. that I missed. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't say that. So okay, pure okay, okay. love. Oh, unselfish okay. love. I can be crying because you left the money to somebody else. Or right, I can be and crying that's what because... they're saying. Like, basically, they're never going to get that money back from her or whatever. And they said, so it, it, it's not as easy as you think. I and could... this girl was a little bit spoiled. And so she believed it would be easy. And in reality, she found out she was so self-absorbed in her own life that she kind of ignored other people and she had a hard time getting these tears at times because she realized she didn't leave live her best life and her relationships were always fully fleshed out but the interesting part is she is allowed to live as another person in these 49 days oh so this one girl when she goes to sleep she can go into her body and then use her body during because she works during the day the other woman works during the night sorry okay okay so during the day she can, when this girl's sleeping, she could take over her body and basically use it to as a vessel. Yes, to get people to cry for her. I see. And so, of course, there's this comedy of errors because she's taking over another person's body. But what ends up happening is you realize they kind of almost have a destiny of why they're together. Why she's using her body, and it does get a little bit depressing. Spoiler: I'm not going to spoil it, but it gets depressing in certain episodes where it gets a little bit heavy. 
especially towards the end, but it was just such a beautiful concept of living your life the right way. Uh-huh. And that just... It's just a beautiful little piece. So, yeah, that is my alternate. What is yours? Uh, uh, so, uh, I'm, well, my alternate that I'm watching right now, or that I recommend in general, I'm torn a little bit. Mm -hmm. Does it have to be one I'm watching right now, or one I recommend? You can do whatever. I'm yeah. putting Korean ones on here. This is the one, well, the reason why I ask is I'm, I'm trying to get the focus on this, just because right now... I'm, I'm binge watching a certain series and I was roped in, so I guess that's the one I'm going to say. There's some series I, I love, love. You know what? No, I'm going to... I'm going to go with what I love more than this. Okay. The one I love more than what I'm binge watching right now is News Radio. News Radio was a series... I know, it's a comedy. And I love it more... I don't... I'm, I'm a hard sell on comedy. Mm. I am. Um, what I love about it is it... It feeds into my sense of humor. As some people used to love, was it The Office? I never watched The Office. I never Office. watched one episode. I, I, I can't. I had no interest. And and maybe that should be on my to-do list. Maybe. because Because that's kind of why we're doing this. Is because I, I had a friend of mine, and that's something I was looking up recently. She had messaged me that I should see a series, and it's called Tiger King, which I haven't I've seen. So now I'm putting that on my to-do list because okay. she recommended it. So that's kind of where we come in, and that's why we're doing this, is because oftentimes other people have seen things and are passionate about it. Like, I know that somebody had recommended Game of Thrones to you, and you were kind of like, eh. I, I watched five episodes, and I couldn't get past it. And I think that that deals with different sensibilities. Sure, and I think course, that's why I bring it up. So I, I tend to, like, Camberley's opinions, like, 49 Days does sound interesting to me. I guess the question is, once I get into it, do I have enough to see it through? Camberley, what I will give her... It's only 16 episodes. Just so you know, Korean dramas tend to be short. I mean, depending on what it is. So it's only 16 one-hour episodes. But I will say about Camberley is, even if a series is going down a bit, she she once she commits to a series, oh, she God. will see it through for to the end. Or for bad or yeah. Are you talking about Once Upon a Time right now? Oh, God, that was awful. Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> point is, she'll commit. I'm more of one that you got to keep me interested otherwise I may abandon ship yeah. if that makes sense so news radio the reason why I say the bit one I'm binge watching right now I don't know that I can make it through because I know there's cast changes coming in this mm-hmm. one so I'm kind of like when they start changing casts I'm like are they holding on to what they used to have and it's just lessened in value the original cast may be better I'm kind of like uh, uh, uh. but the one I love I do love news radio there was a cast change in that one because Phil Hartman um passed away right. during but, it. I didn't mind it. What is it about, though? Because what is about is my sense of humor or my sensibility, I tend to like organized chaos. Uh-huh. I tend to like wit. And I feel like it, it did a good job of showing different energies in a workplace environment, but it also was the struggle of trying to get a job done, but yet it's so chaotic at the same time. Okay. Um, the organized chaos of it is what made me laugh consistently. The acting, Phil Hartman, I did like him. John Lovitz was his replacement. He entertained me. Phil Hartman... Uh, they were they were different, and what I liked about John Lovett as, as a replacement is he wasn't trying to be Phil Hartman. Okay. He was trying to be John Lovett, so he embraced that. I also felt like Andy Dick. I don't necessarily like him as uh, like it's not like I follow everything Andy Dick does and go oh he's the funniest thing ever. But I feel like the chemistry, the group, basically is an ensemble piece, and I feel the ensemble worked really well together. And I think because they worked so well together, they were able to craft a piece. Um, Rogan. You know Joe Rogan, I want to say his name is? I don't know. He was on that series that you used to watch where they eat gross food. Oh, I vaguely know He, he was on that. I felt that Candy Alexander was on it. Uh, Maura Tierney, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they worked really well as an ensemble, and I liked the organized chaos of it and the ridiculousness of it. Um, yeah, I liked See, it a lot. I, I 
heard Because I don't really I, like comedies. I never even heard of it until you mentioned it. I, I, in this episode? This is the first no, time I've no, heard no, of it. No, no, no. You okay. mentioned it before, and I honestly have never even heard of it. Was it's it on late of, night sometimes. But was it on a main channel? Yeah, I want to say CBS. I can oh, look to be 100% no, you sure. you don't need to, because it's not there now, so you can no. find it, like, I guess on TV one. Okay. Yeah. So, how many how many seasons? Was it a long one, though? It was. Okay, so it had been on for a while. Okay, so my final one, people, is another Korean drama. And here's the thing with me saying this. I really want to encourage people to... I'm sorry, can I clarify course, on, on news radio? I was wrong. It was not CBS, it was NBC, and it ran five seasons. Oh, okay, that's not that bad. So, I, I want to encourage people, if you're interested in different cultures, and if you're learning their languages, to go ahead and, and, and support their TV. Um... I am learning Spanish, but I don't find that uh, a lot of the um, shows, you know, like, what is it? Flaca y Gordo? Oh, <laughs> La Flaca y la, El Gordo? Y El Gordo, or whatever it is. I think it's uh, like El Gordo y La Flaca. Well, you know, it just doesn't interest me <laughs> as much as Korean dramas, uh, because it's just not my style of TV. What about telenovelas? Uh, they're a little bit over the top. That's why I like Korean dramas. They can be over the top in their own ways, but... That's why I'm going for them. I just, I really want to say about Korean dramas that I feel like the production quality is so good. The writing is just twisted in a way that I don't think most people get here in the U.S. It's just very creative. So my final one is... This is honorable mention or the final oh, one? Oh, no, this is the one. Okay. And I actually just finished watching it again. This is my second time and a no, third time. Oh, <laughs> third oh. Time. <laughs> so it's called... Kill me, heal me. Ah. And I know it's a little bit strange. No, you texted but, me about this one. Oh my gosh, I love this one. I really want to encourage you to watch it. It's, um, oh, it basically has to do with DID. So that used to be multiple personality disorder. Um, it's now disassociative identity, um, disorder. identity disorder. And it interests me because I'm a psych major. I'd like to go back and do psych again. It's something that's always intrigued me. And so that aspect intrigued me about it, but it's a man who comes from a very nice background who usually when you get DID, it's because something really bad happened to you in your childhood and it causes you to splinter mentally into different personalities. So this happens to him and he has like seven personalities that he goes into and it causes him problems. So again, in true Korean fashion um it's very funny at first because he plays female characters um he plays really crazy characters um and one that's very sexy that the women love i think really? it's seggy seggy it's very interesting yeah. you said it. you said he's really sexy because those women oh, uh, okay here's the thing really when you watch when you watch korean dramas a lot of the girls are looking for the sexy characters and this the main is this, actor is this nsfw no or is this... korean dramas are never that i'm just they're terrifying. always no but you have to watch them because they're going to be english sub so unless you speak korean fluently you're going to have to watch and really pay attention so with this i just want to say that the main actor is a very attractive man extremely attractive. But is he sexy? Oh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I've seen him in a few things. And then on top of it, he is one of the best actors I've ever seen, period. In America, in Korea, period. This guy wow. is fan freaking tastic again with the whole apparently I like people doing many roles. Oh, Every yeah, single yeah. character that he plays is so defined and beautiful. Oh, this show's so good. And it just shows his struggle with it. You laugh at the characters. You laugh at things that are happening. And then certain things happen to him with these characters. Like one of the personalities is suicidal. And he basically is speaking for the main character who is so splintered and saying, I could end this for him. 
you know, she I loves freeze. him so much. She grunted. She grunted. I really wish she, <laughs> I that we not. were on YouTube for this. But she did when she went, oh. She literally <laughs> contracted her body and went, oh. I didn't even realize he is a beautiful man. No, I, no, I think, no. Actually, when you were talking and grunting, I thought actually you were talking about his acting, how much you love his roles. But if you want to make it about beautiful, it's I would. about both. Uh, this, I both. You can t- this man made her grunt. That's the bottom line. This man line. makes me grunt in many ways. Wow. But he is, and my hands are above my waist. So, they are. But, he, I, but he's yeah. just beautiful, but his wow. acting, honestly, is absolutely fantastic. It is rated as one of the best Korean dramas. Um, You'll get good laughs, but it does get very deep towards the end. But hang in there. It's not like, oh my gosh. It, it, it gets better. So it, it really is good. It's, it's one of the top Korean dramas. I wish you would watch it. I... You, the listener, you, Noah, it really is that good. Who do you, and to clarify this, though, I do, I do want to clarify one thing. Yeah. Who do you feel watches more TV between the two of us? I think we both watch it the same way. I just think that we watch very different things. We do, but I think you watch more at work than I do when I'm at work. Yeah, I keep it on as background noise. You can't. So for me, right. I do it as background noise. Right. Yeah. I just think that's what I'm saying. I, some, in some ways, I feel Camberley's more educated in this. I feel so with she's. Korean dramas, I can't watch those. Because you right. have to oh, no, watch. No, no, no. So I watch those at home. But right. I, but the thing is, you got to be careful with certain ones. Like, Kill Me, Heal Me was a binge watcher. I remember when I first watched it, I spent like the whole weekend watching it. And I hate doing that because to me, it's a waste of life. Exactly. But, ugh, so And good. I think that, well, I guess I'll say also this, in that I've been striving to spread my wings and see more things. Mm-hmm. I think Camberley is better at that. I yeah. think she tends to do more things where I, she mentioned the Golden Girls. Yeah, I've watched that. I'm like, when I like something... I, I see TV as a mind escape. I don't want to think or feel too much. I just want something brainless because mm-hmm. I send so much of my day no, that's fair. in my head. Not that Kimberly doesn't. It's just I, I just I tend to overanalyze. So because that I, I tend to not saying Samantha Brown is brainless or not saying news radio is brainless or not saying that um, uh, Shit's Creek is brainless. It's just I, I, I actually of the I'd say actually all three are pretty lighter. So yeah. then this last one I brought actually interestingly enough I don't have a drama because my last one is is light it's uh, this won't surprise you it's rupaul's drag race and the reason why i say this is because we're talking about binge watching i mean during this whole coronavirus thing we had said you know if either vh1 or logo or whoever has it on at that time they were or rupaul himself if they were smart yo free it all up for the masses do something solid for because it because i'm not saying regardless about how you feel about drag queens i i tend to be an intellectual person i can Uh I, i don't try to judge people so I don't tend to like it, it's not for me to judge so I'm they're not saying they're living their best life they're doing their thing time. so I'm not getting into any of that of I'm just saying I step back and just look at it as entertainment yeah. that's all it is, is entertainment and story and honestly they're entertainers they know that and oh, one of the things yeah. they say um, it, it, it ain't serious it's just drag yeah is that line yeah and, and there's life lessons in it which is um, I can't worry about those people who hate me I'm too busy loving the people who yeah. love me yeah absolutely. Um, yeah uh, well uh, Alyssa Edwards. Oh, Alyssa Edwards. Um, what did she say? She said, um, what other people... Th- oh, no, maybe Rue said this. I think Rue said, what other people think about you is their problem, yeah. not yours. Which is so it, it's very true. And and so I, not only are lessons, but there's it's it's entertaining. It's, it's entertaining. It there's drama built in. It's obviously... It's obvious. And, and as... <laughs> 
the, there are some parts that are absolutely ridiculous because it's clear it's meant for gay men or straight yeah, women. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, that's not. I've There's a lot of man meat because it's not. Well, it's not it's actual. Women, it's not actual. It's not, no, but it's they, like a swimsuit. It, There's men in underwear. They have they have the, what they the call the pit, pit crew, crew, which are two guys. <laughs> well, sometimes more guys, but they walk around in underwear or whatever. But one of them is straight. Actually. Yeah, he is. So yeah. I mean. It's not. It's not anything any guys have seen no, before, and, and no, they don't. They don't. No, they're not no, ridiculous no. about it. No, but it's, it is I watch like, it. I, I find it binge worthy because of the entertainment, the ridiculousness, and to see the the levels. It's an art form. It is an art form. Camberly has said there have been a number of drag queens yeah. that do their makeup better than she does hers, and I'm not oh, ripping yeah. on her makeup. No, no, no. They do. It's an art form, especially with the costuming and the makeup and the characters that they create. It, it's it's beautiful. There is one called Kimchi. Oh. Is is Kimchi a actual uh, a makeup artist? Yes, he okay. was, and then he went into drag. And so, in a way, for me, as somebody who enjoys the arts, to me, that's interesting because I, yeah. I, I, it's almost like he's making his his face and a body a palette, and he's he's making art. Um, there was another one, Ivy Winters, who who was a seamstress, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and or he, I'm sorry, he basically did such a wonderful job of constructing those it's a very to me it's artistic in some way but it's also entertaining because yes I am entertained by the drama I'm entertained by the maturity yeah. levels it's very interesting sometimes they do an all stars series which yeah. can be good and they bring back um, drag queens who had been there in previous seasons did not Pretty win and the, or yeah. one did win and was brought back and one, yeah. no spoiler no spoiler <laughs> um, brought back and it's just interesting to see the growth because sometimes I didn't like them in the first season, and or or I'm just like, oh, they're immature. And then they, it, it's just very interesting to see the growth in them as people and as performers. Because we've seen it, it's interesting intellectually, it's interesting emotionally, and it's yeah. entertainment. So binge worthy, yes, absolutely. We, and here's the thing: what I like about it is that, especially during these times, a lot of the stuff that I chose is very heavy. Yeah. So, and a lot of people don't want heavy during this time period. So I think with. RuPaul's Drag Race oh, it's, it's just very light and fun there are serious there moments there are serious moments but for the most part it's light fun and you have to realize there's a lot of big egos with performers and especially with drag queens uh, that are over the top uh, so you have these over the top personalities trying to one up each other and it's just uh, it's, it's sometimes that could be the best <laughs> lines of the series because of people's egos <laughs> and competition brings out the worst in people's I think fun. there's very few episodes I've been bored by I don't recall it being Certain bored. Certain seasons are stronger than others. And we both have our favorite queens. Like at, one, at one point, I was so entertained. There, there was a website where you could vote online about your favorite queens. Yeah. I went up to get them back for an All-Stars, and I voted. There was another one. I don't know if it was Reddit. I don't know where it was. But they were ranking the best drag queens of all time. Oh, I voted. I ranked them. Because like, there are certain ones. Kimberly and I have talked about this. I don't know if this is an episode or not. Yeah. But we've talked about our favorites. So obviously we're passionate about it. And obviously it's entertaining. And obviously they inspire us. We've actually been two drag shows we went to a roast and we went to an actual performance by one drag queen who headlined that entire um evening and so it 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 inspires but i it's not something that like i think i went to those events it's not like i went to those events and then started watching repulse drag race i went to those events because Because of it it. because it inspired me to care about them as people and as performers how entertaining they were because some of them are funny there is one bianca del rio omg yeah he is hilarious with with the um 
biting humor, I will say. Rolodex of hate, I think it was called. He's a Rolodex of hate. Rolodex of hate. So, I mean, definitely with that, that's, and you have like 15 seasons to binge. I wish they'd release it. Um, I was, I'm surprised you didn't name that as one of your um, binge really ones. Or you knew I was going to do it. No, I just, I I don't know. I just felt these ones at the time. I love RuPaul. I'm the one who got you into it. Yes, you are. I am not, I, we'll answer that. We'll go there. Because I had never watched it until um, you were watching, I think, season season four. And you had a certain drag queen you loved. Yep. And then I wouldn't watch it because I was just like, whatever. I didn't I didn't like the drama for much. Part of this because I hadn't seen it in the beginning. I didn't yeah. care about them, so I just saw it as drama. She wrote me in the beginning of season five, and that, to be fair, it's a Started really it's a really good season. It's a really good season. <laughs> I, I would say season four and, and six are really the highlights. Oh, and All Stars, too. No, five. four through six. Oh, four through, four through six. six. And then All Stars, too, is just like, what? But it's it's... But to be fair, I find value in many seasons because there's oh, a drag queen. There's two drag queens actually in season one that I really like a lot. Yeah, like when I was all ranking. worth watching, but I think those are like really the strongest seasons if you're getting into it and then you'll oh, be wait. Hooked. I have a problem with that assessment. And the reason why is because you you did not say all-star season one or season one of the series in general because basically you chose seasons that don't involve Tammy Brown. I and know, that is a problem for I me know. because Tammy Brown is like... I love you, Tammy Brown. You I, love, I love so many. You know my favorite is. So I do. We all have to do like But, but I have an issue with that because basically you're choosing your, your her highlight seasons, which I don't agree. Five, I think, was very strong. Oh, no, because she was in seven, so I didn't highlight that one. So Tammy Brown? No. Oh, no, you mean the one. I'm just saying, my point is the seasons you all liked, you didn't highlight Tammy Brown. Yeah. Like, you're basically saying seasons are better without Tammy Brown? I don't know what you're talking about. Tammy Brown's amazing. Well, it's been on 15 <laughs> seasons, so 13, ep- 13 seasons without him. I know. I think the reason why Camberley ranked how she did it is because th- there's something to be said about the cast as a whole and the group yes, dynamic. Yes. One, one drag queen does not make a break season. Exactly. But anyway, exactly. this is not the so. RuPaul's Drag Race Queen episode thing. No, 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 no. No, we this could is do the one binge- easily, though. I guess we could. I guess we could. <laughs> so. so anyway, this is the episodes to or shows you should binge watch while you're, whether you're on lockdown because of coronavirus or the weather or, or you, you just, just need a weekend in your pajamas and that's okay too so we want to put that out there so here's the thing you know we're also looking for shows so if you want to come visit our facebook page or our instagram or drop us an email and let us know some of your favorite shows and things that we should be watching don't be shy let us know because we know you're out there we know people are listening and thank you for it thank so, you there you go thank you <laughs> Tatiana. Oh, I'm so. not. I wish. <laughs> I know. No, I don't me wish. Too. It's hard. Drag is hard, I've heard. It's a lot of money. It's expensive. Trust me, as a woman, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a delivery of makeup recently? In the Maybe. mail? That's why when you say, trust me, I know. Makeup's expensive. I've heard. I mean. No, I was bad and so, baby. But. Uh, <laughs> so, let us know what some of your favorite shows are, and yeah. Cool. Um. With that note, live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation. Yes.